those who are ignorant to lead many people astray. Discontented, always murmuring. Ignorant people are dangerous. Disloyalty, disloyalty. Deal with disloyalty. Deal with all forms of disloyalty. Stop. 
for clapping and there's a celebration about to happen and when you are playing a very important match and you get a penalty you start clapping it's almost a goal and thank God that sometimes you score early goals tonight we are about to see an early goal put your hands together God bless you and you may be seated hallelujah how many are happy to be here? If some of your friends are not here, you begin to send them WhatsApp that we are waiting. We are waiting for them. That they are about to miss something fantastic. Because tonight I have a great man, a son of the house, who I've been timing him for a long time. This is his first time here. Yeah. We have been timing, looking to see. Since last year, I began to arrange with him to come. I tell you, it's not easy. I've been doing back and forth, like table tennis, back and forth, back and forth, to arrange him. And by the grace of God, it has worked. Oh, it's an early goal. It's an early goal. It's an early goal. This is somebody whom I have known and followed for many, many years. When I first was a church member, you know, I'm older than most of you. And when I was a church member, he was a pastor. So it tells you that he has been a pastor for decades, decades. And he's somebody who has moved around. The father has transferred him, transferred him around. And um, today he has settled at Dawenya. Dawenya and Tema, is there a difference? It's the same. Oh, it's, it's the same, but there's a difference. The chief will be happy. But it's at Dawenya. And... Um, you know, in, in the UD, we have denominations. Every denomination has a convener. And so he's the convener of the Darwinia Loyalty House. Darwinia came to the man. Loyalty House denomination. Yeah. Loyalty House denomination. Oh, yes. Yes. But even more than that, among all the conveners, they have a group and a convener who convenes the conveners. Is that good English? It's corrected uh, grammatically. 
we are happy tonight that we have in this very humble house the convener who convenes convenes a son of the father of this house a man that we have have been with him years after years as for preaching oh tonight an early goal be scored by all means yeah um, he's married to Episcopal sister Olivia I forgot the other one Aldelina but she's not here there are other issues that demand her attention but he is here she's not here but she's here she came but she left yes yes don't be kidnapped ladies and gentlemen tonight giving honor to God giving glory to God honor to whom honor is due please welcome our convener of convenience Bishop Ishmael Town Let's take our seats and um, I want to thank His Holiness the Archbishop for inviting me to come and minister in this holy temple. In this holy temple. It's not easy to preach from the pulpit of the venerated archbishop, of venerable archbishop. So I'm honored to be here and uh, archbishop. Thank you. And then also I want to salute the convener of Asorekesie, Asorekesie denomination. The mega church, Bishop Eddie Fabian. Bishop Eddie Fabian. I think every bishop here have a personal relationship with a person. So I see Bishop Amon also here. Last time I saw him, his stomach was bigger than this. So I think he's doing some exercises. And then Bishop Hajj is also here. We have Bishop Raymond, who was with me. But for the love of gold in the Ashanti region, left me to be Bishop Samson, Bishop Ankara, they're all here. And then I also want to salute the mommy of the place, Episcopal Sister Joy, who is beautifully and medally and anointingly taking care of a lot of young children 
and the young people at the university church. I was there yesterday and I said, wow, what a church. What a church, beautiful church. So thank you for the privilege of preaching in your beautiful church. Amen. If I do not acknowledge Pierrot, something can happen. I know what can happen. So Pierrot, you are here. I acknowledge you. <laughs> he knows that things can happen. So session in noom. Hallelujah. So all of you welcome all pastors, shepherds, and all of you. You are welcome. I came with my wife, but she had to leave. I, she had to go somewhere quickly and come. But I'm sure you see her if you are related. <laughs> Wonderful. So this conference is about um, leaders and loyalty. Leaders and loyalty. And I'm honest, I want us to Turn our Bibles to Matthew chapter 16, 18. Most of the books that we are, in fact, almost every book here we are using here is our books written and fed to us in our ministry to build our spiritual muscles by our, our father, our prophet, Bishop Dyke Ward Mills. There's so much food in the house. I don't know how you can say you are hungry. And there's no food. No, sometimes you can be at home and you are hungry. There's food, but there's no food. Because you can see that maybe you wanted this, but it's not there. Do you see? But this one, when you look at it, there's everything in it. Everything. You can also do and all this. You can do any combination you want. Any remix and things like that. So, we have a lot of materials and food in the house for every minister to be well trained and be a good pastor and a good shepherd and a good church worker. Hallelujah. And that's why conferences like this are very important where the books are reintroduced to us and we are also exposed. Sometimes you don't know what is in a book. Maybe you have not studied that book. You read it, but you know, you know, how it is. Sometimes Bishop can take a verse and just start talking about the verse even in prayer meeting and it's like, ah, this verse, is it the same verse all of us have been using? You get it. So it's always nice that we go over it and um, refresh ourselves. And um, so Bishop, thank you for this conference once again. Thank you for this conference once again. Hallelujah. So in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, and I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And this is chapter 3 of the double mega missionary church. I'm going to read from, I'm going to teach a bit from, or start from there. I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So, Jesus' main intention of coming here on earth is to save us. Hallelujah. Also, save us. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. You believe in him. You don't perish. You have eternal life. Hallelujah. So, that is the reason why he came. Now, to save us, he needed to build the church. 
Do you get it? He needed to build a church to do that work. He needed to build the church. He needed to do the church to build that church. Hallelujah. And that church comprised of all those who will be born again. Those who will be born again, who accept Christ, will be that church. Hallelujah. And for the purposes of identification, purposes of accountability, purposes of knowing what you, you are doing, then we, he, by, through wisdom, of, throughout the age and wisdom, through ages and wisdom, then he grouped the churches. The churches are grouped. They are grouped for purposes of being able to account. Do you get it? Because you cannot say, I belong to the church. What church? Who will look for you? Who will look after you? Do you get it? So there's a need for you to be in a place. And, will, and that is why he also said, I will give the fivefold ministry. Give gifts unto men. Evangelist to work, apostle to work, um, um, prophet to work, pastor to work, teachers to work together. So that at the end of the day, the purpose of building the church will be realized. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But when all is said and done, the church is made up of human beings. Yeah. Which Bible refers to as sheep. Okay. We are the sheep of his pasture. That's right. The church is made up of human beings. Who, those who come to church. And the, when Jesus was also establishing the church, we all know. And we believe from many scriptures in the Bible when you read mega church and reasons for mega church and everything, you know that God intended to have a big church. He intended that so many people be born again. Because if there are a lot of people who are born again, and you have to put them in a a place, it means that you need big buildings to put them in. And they should fill those buildings. So you see that God had in mind for a mega church Hallelujah. Now, this mega church, as I said again, is going to be made up of sheep, referred to as human beings. You want to be referred to as sheep in the Bible. Hallelujah. Then God says something, or Jesus says something about the church, which is very important. He says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So immediately the church was introduced. Then God makes us aware that it's not going to be easy to build the church. Something is going to fight the church. Something is going to fight. Is that what we see? Good. Something is going to fight the church. Hallelujah. And if something is going to fight the church, which, which part of the church is that thing going to fight? The sheep in the church. Not the church building. Not the church building. Is the sheep in the church. That the devil was came to fight against. Because the sheep that make up the church. The sheep that make up the church. So, if we're talking of leaders and loyalty. We are talking of people who will be able to stand for the church to keep the sheep. They will be able to stand for the church and keep the sheep. You are a leader of sheep. Leader of people who make up the church. And your work is, is, to, is to keep them. Your work is to keep them. Otherwise, you don't have no work. We have to haircut you. And redeploy you. You don't have any work to do. 
Otherwise, you must just be part of the sheep who are being kept. Because some people call themselves shepherds, but no sheep. How can it be a shepherd? What makes you a shepherd is because you have sheep. So if there is no sheep, you are not a shepherd. And some of you have been butchers. (laughs) Some of you have been shepherds for many years. And you had ten sheep. Then all the sheep are disappearing. Now they have become two and a half. That's two sheep, but one is pregnant. (laughs) So they become two and a half. You have to begin to ask yourself, are you a shepherd or you are what? Hallelujah. But I believe you are a shepherd. But sometimes what is happening is the works of the gates of hell. Is the works of the gates. So never forget that the gate of hell is not there because of you. It's there because of the church. To fight against the church. And the gate of hell fights in so many ways. That is why the Bible says, don't be unaware of the devices of the devil. Don't be unaware at all. Do you see? Because the devil is very, very wise. He's been here for years. He's been around for years. All the thoughts that have been going through your mind, he has rehearsed it for billions of years. What is coming, he has rehearsed, and he knows that what is going to happen at the end of the day. I mean, the way you are thinking that this work is difficult, you are not going to do it again, you want to leave, you want to stop and have time, for your wife, have time to watch Liverpool playing on Wednesdays. Have time, then I don't even know why you support Liverpool. Have time to have time to do this, and have time to do all these things. You see, he has rehearsed this all this, and he knows when it's how it's going to end. He knows how it's going to end, so he's very, very. Has to be wise as serpents. Do you get it? So he knows how to work. He knows how to scatter the sheep. He knows how, he knows how to fight the church. But we can only win by always emphasizing what God wants us to do for the church and with the church. Hallelujah. And we have to get the attitude of leaders. A leader and a loyal leader in the church is basically a leader who is there to keep the sheep. Hallelujah. Do everything to keep the sheep. So when you go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, 1 Samuel chapter 17, 34 to 37, it says that, And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and they came a lion and a bear, and took a lamp out of the flock. Hmm? There came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. So you see that David was a shepherd. He was a shepherd. And just as today, something came to take the sheep away from your basenta, from your fellowship, from your church. And he saw it. He saw that this lion and the bear are around to take away the sheep. And we have modern day lions and bears. You see, some of you, you have even been thinking that this story is not true. Don't forget about all those days. We even have modern day lions and bears. And what, what, what is their 
aim is just to take the sheep away out of the flock. So you have you have even education. Even education. It is not for nothing that for after all is said and done, people are schooled on Sundays. It is not it is not enlightenment, it is not progress, it is not it, it is it you may think that it's development. Do you get it? But it's part of the fight. It's all part the man has been around for years. He's been around for years. Yes. He's been around for years. He has come there, realized I've done and now let me get them on Sunday to go to school. And you too know that you have to go to school. <laughs> if you don't go to the school, you won't get a raise. So you have to go to school. So by the time I realize Sunday, you are singing in the choir. Then you are going to school. Do you get it? And you are looking at things that you can't even understand. I'm not saying, well, I, what I'm saying that is the, is the lion and the bear. <laughs> do you get it? It's the lion and the bear. You, you can't do anything about it because that's how it has become. Do you get it? You can't do You have to go on the Sunday. That's what I'm saying. But somebody, a lion somewhere started long ago. Maybe one day if a David becomes some high person who can also take a decision, then he will take the lamp out of the mouth of the lion and no more Sunday, something, something, something. That's about until then. You have no choice. Do you get it? So, scheming. So many things. Making, he skimmed long ago to bring internet and all this type of thing because this type of Test messages, WhatsApp, and things. God started using it long ago. When this man was misbehaving, is it Bashar? The man was drinking from the sacred things. Bashar, God sent him a WhatsApp message. Many, many get it. Hafasan. He sent him a WhatsApp message on the wall, straight like that. He sent him a WhatsApp message straight. So, many, many, many years ago, God was, God was using WhatsApp. And all those things. Do you get it? It's not that you know. It's wild. Do you get it? But now, the devil has also taken a WhatsApp to get the sheep away. So now you take WhatsApp and you take the phone. And if you haven't preached and somebody is at bigmama.com looking at breasts and buttocks hey, and, and fat bottoms. In the church. If you're watching football also in the church. Live score. Yes. So baby, the pastor is saying, I see you. They say, hey, you think that he was enjoying the message, but his team has scored. <laughs> his team has scored. And some people, whilst they are watching the, whilst they are watching the, what are the team scores? If you are doing fundraising at that time, they will come and pledge. When they go home, they forget. They, 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 they curse themselves for ever coming for the envelope. Why did that come? Because they were happy. That when they went to life school, they, it was 2 1 and 96 minutes, 15 seconds to the end of the game. So they responded to the altar call. They said, The joy, the joy was not the joy of the preaching. He saw that his team was winning. Hey! The gates of hell. You are here. 
Cool. So we need to, David said they came against them and took out of the flock. But the leader, that loyal leader, that faithful leader, he said, I went out after him. I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. I went out after him. Put my, lay my life down. Put my data on the line. Put my money on the line. And I said, I will travel myself to go there. I will use all my data to call all of them. To make sure I'll, I'll put money, petrol in my car myself. I won't ask the any I won't call daddy at home to come and give me money. I myself will put fuel and go after the sheep, after the, the, the lion. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard <laughs> and smote him and slew him. You know, the devil is trying to take away our sheep and the sheep of God. And we must be shepherds who are ready and are prepared to go after the sheep and fight for them. Hallelujah. And know that we are doing something that is very important. As Archbishop is here pastoring the church, he's doing something that is very important, keeping the sheep. Hallelujah. Keeping the sheep, making sure that they don't go out. One day, a sheep was almost entering the mouth of a lion. Because I was there when they told me that he was divorcing his wife. Just yesterday, you arrived and said you are divorcing your wife. And that he has seen someone else who had come from the U.S. And he wants to marry that one. And he wanted to do business, and that one too has brought money. So it will help the business. So when I heard, I said, no, no, no. It can't be true. So I decided to visit the ship in his office myself. I went to the office. When I went, lo and behold, it was true. The ship was sitting down with the lion. The lion has entered into a certain woman. And they were sitting there, working with their staff. Then I, I, I freaked out. Started, I told the girl that you, you, you're almost like a prostitute. How can you come and take somebody's husband and say you're going to marry this man? And everybody is talking about it. You are still happy sitting in the office with him. And you are talking, you are happy, happy. Oh, I said things I forgotten many years ago. Whilst I was talking, the girl stood up. When the girl stood up, I said, yeah. What have I done? Thick, tall. Because the brother too was sick and tall. I said, what have I done? If this guy and this brother decide to attack me, too busy here. So I found my way towards the door. Shouting and as if I was had finished, I was moving. So I left. 
When I left, I heard that as soon as I left, she collected all her things, insulted the man, and said, you, I will, you, you are what, something, something. When your pastor came to disgrace me, you didn't stand for me. And this, I'm going, I'm taking my money out of the business. And that was the end. And today they are married. They are still married. They are still married. What happened? I went to where I went to take the sheep out of the mouth of the lion. One day I was preaching, and yes, yes. One day I was preaching, and I saw a nice jaguar convertible parked just opposite the church. As I was preaching, the road was across. I could see the car. Could see men with heavy macho built men with singlets, as if they put oil on their shoulder and they were sweating too. You know the ones that, like mine, is you know the archbishops like mine. <laughs> so they, they, oh, we, I was preaching. They were there. So when we finished, I asked my guys. Some of the guys go and ask. When did you mind them? And nobody dead. But later they took off. Then they sent a warning that we should be careful. So we tried to investigate and realize that one of them has bought those days the M the Benz M class has come ML, isn't it? Had come. And they bought they have one sheep B that they have invested in. A lot of money with this heavy car. And they 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 they, they realized that for some time they will go and visit the ships, the ship will not be at home. So they were told that this ship has been invited by someone to a certain church. That's why you don't see her again. That's why she doesn't pick your call. So she came to, she came to stand there to look at the people who were doing that thing. Hey! We snatched the sheep out of his mouth. Hallelujah. Another time, one, one person came. He said, where is that pastor? I want to beat him. I didn't see, but they, they, they later told me, I want to beat him because you have taken a sheep out of his mouth. Hallelujah. So it's happening every day. It's happening every day. Recently, we had a sheep, and some of the lions are in the church. Some of the lions, they have come to the church in sheep clothing, but inside they are cobras and lions and wolves. <laughs> oh, so I we got this ship and I saw this nice brother, one of the leaders. I said, take care of the ship for us. Take care of the ship for us. Hey! One day, one of the pastors was then the ship called. He said, please, I'm confused. He said, Why? He said, the reason I joined the church was because when I came and the pastor preached and I I gave my life to Christ and I thought I liked the preaching. I thought I didn't want to live that life again. But what I've come to find out in the church is a bit confusing. No, 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 the brother has been trying, the brother who's supposed to keep the sheep has been trying to be a sheep-eating shepherd. So been sending tests to the sheep, describing her buttocks, describing her breast, describing how nice it, she is and everything. So when the sheep told the pastor, I said, you know what? 
collect the phone and let's communicate with your brother as if it's the lady. So we too collect the phone. So when I when I detect him, so tell the brother, so when should I see you? Then he also write the brother, so oh, see me here. Now so how, what about your wife? Also, oh, don't mind my wife, my wife is not around and all those things. So, so what would you do when I come? In fact, I remember that I would catch you and push you at the wall and squeeze your, your. Hey! All along, we're the one communicating with him. I said, hey! So there are some lions that don't, don't need to be in the bush. They're already in the church. They're already in the church catching the sheep left, right, center. This afternoon, I got, I got a test. I heard one sheep says that he will shoot somebody. So I asked why. He says he has been proposing to girls and then brother has been following all his attempts to get the girls. I said, why would the brother do that? But when I heard the shoot, he himself is not a correct person. All of them are in the church. And we are supposed to keep the church. We are supposed to keep the sheep. Hallelujah. <laughs> the brother. So the, so the brother. Sat, that's a Saturday. So then we said, oh, can we meet? Can I meet you here? So yeah, so I'm driving to meet you. So I'm sure he dressed, shaved, put uh, what? After shave, everything. We <laughs> We I've turned the lights. So. So on the middle of the road, then we wrote, oh, sorry, my father says, I said, let's make it tomorrow. How he was, he was disappointed. So, oh, okay, tomorrow. So then tomorrow was a Sunday. Then Sunday he came to church. I called the office. I said, brother, how is your sheep? Oh, 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 the sheep is doing very well. Very well. Oh, this sheep, oh. So very, very well. I said, hey, so I've been following up. Oh, I've followed up. She's understanding the things and all those things. So then I said, what minute the bleeding of the sheep? <laughs> like Saul. What, what minute this test? I said, do you know that last night I was the one chatting with you? Hey! Hey! He sat, he, he slammed the chair and looked at me like that. It's like, I'm sure he thought it was a dream. He thought it was a dream. He thought it was a dream. But the good thing is that the sheep reported by you. You now, you know that you have been here. Experiments have been going through on your... Keyboard. Nothing has happened. Hallelujah. So we need to know that the lion and the bear, they are still there. Modern day lions and bears that we need to protect the sheep from. Do you get it? We need to protect the sheep from. And that is why this conference, again, I said, is very, very, very important. Amen. And therefore, I want us to go to this book. To introduce another important part of keeping the sheep. Do you get it? Because I built my church. And you need to keep the sheep. Do you get it? And this book 
um, is written by me, was written by me, and forwarded by, um, forwarded by Bishop Dagwood Mills. Sorry, forwarded by Bishop Dagwood Mills. The forward was written by Bishop Dagwood Mills, and it's about retention and church growth. It is a commentary on chapter 11 of Mega Church, Retention Evangelism. If you read it, it's a commentary on it, and it's just an expansion of it. Also, using my experience as a, the first follow-up director of this wonderful ministry, which I've been in for not less than 33 years. So, you can know that it can help you in a way if you believe. Hallelujah. So, in building the church, as I said, we are using human beings, people, to build the church. Using people to build the church. Now, this church, and I said God wants a mega church. This church will become mega depending on our, our ability to retain the sheep that God gives to us. Do you get it? On our ability to retain the sheep. If you ever took your at, um, um, church attendance to see the number of visitors that pass through your church, and not only visitors, those who get born again every year, you would see that your church should be ten times what it is today. You see, but what is happening is that they come and they go, they come and they go, and they pro- and some must come and go. Not everybody will stay. But when there's also high attrition rate, high losses, it becomes some way. Do you get it? So we need to be able to retain the sheep. We need to know, we need to have even ways of retaining the sheep. Because as the world is changing, so must we also change our ways. As the world is changing, so must we also adapt to certain things without compromising. Without compromising. And if the Lord gives me, um, if I have time, I will talk about even how the church is supposed to be without compromising anything. Do you get it? So we have to also be able to change and not compromise. Because the way the world is going and the way people are exposed to internet, exposed to music, exposed to things. If you don't change, let me tell you something. The guys are in the chair, but they are elsewhere. Yeah. They'll be with you for a while, but they realize they are no longer with you. So even sometimes our music must change. Yeah. Music must change. In my church, I burn this type of worship. Yabo, Shirayen. But all those churches, all those songs. You know why? I call them lazy songs. Because you know everybody knows how to sing it. So you don't you don't pray, you don't you don't prepare, you don't rehearse. Then when you can come and take the song, turn and say, and you see also that no, 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 no. I have banned all those songs. I have banned it. I said that, look, the person sitting there, the type of music they are listening to, if you want competition, 
We, you see, as we are fighting for the soul of that person, another spirit is also fighting for the soul. And the Bible says, how can a strong, how can a strong man enter into another strong man's house and take his goods? Except if faith binds. So we are two strong forces competing for a soul. And you are sitting and say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm just as I am with that one plea. No. You have to be able to adapt without compromising. You have to be able, even the music. You have to be able to change the music. Cheese songs. There are cheese songs that your children are listening to that you don't know. Which is um, rap. Do you get it? You must also, and we also have cheese songs that are as nice as that. Look, high life. How many of you don't even what high life is? How many of you have heard of KK Kabobo before? Yeah. Only yeah. maybe. <laughs> Are you get what I'm saying? Sometimes people fight again, you know, even sometimes the music, the dressing, there are people fight it. Yeah. Fight it. Are we in the world? Sit down and ask yourself, you know, you then lose your people. Sit down and say, lose your dad. You know, I was telling someone that look, you you are complaining about music. Me, I was an entertainment prophet. As an entertainment prophet. Yeah, complain about reggae music, but Mali. Me, I was smoking and selling the weed. I was smoking and selling the weed. Do you get it? So, and even me, when I hear it, that's it nothing comes to my mind. I've even forgotten that it's Bob Marley. Many a British nice words. Ministering to my soul. Then you are there. Just complaining. And the world has entered the church. This and this and this and this. And the sheep. You show me all the yapping yapping. Show me by the fruits. Show me by the fruits you have. Show me of what you have been able to keep. Do you get it? So there's a need for you to adapt. Sometimes you go to some organization, you see only old people, all of them have white hair. White hair. If you yourself, when you get there, you say, you're not happy. There are no young people there. Then somebody will tell you that, look, start we look young. Is it, is it a crime for someone to tell you to look young? Is it not beautiful to hear that you, even your husband will see your husband and say, wow, look at Carol. Carol, look how she's looking young. Yeah. Look at her. Looking beautiful as I met her as she was. So is she. That's all. When they say you say, you don't look young. Your man will go somewhere and see a young person who look like you when you were young. And you run and come and tell us that eh, when he goes, he doesn't come home and he's having text messages and enter and see somebody doing on the, on the, you know, the laugh sign, laugh emoji, pew, 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 like that. It is it. 
But when they told you, they didn't listen. Are you getting me? So, you have to know how. That we see, it's sheep matter. It's not your matter. Do you get it? It's not your matter. It's sheep matter without compromising. Keep the sheep. Hallelujah. That is why you can see that even in this, uh, in the UD and in the UO, God has blessed us with beautiful songs. When you are having, do you know that songs are, have spirits? And words have spirits. Yeah. Every word, just even the words are spirit, they are spirit and they are life. Do you get it? And therefore, and therefore, when you, so I'm just listening to it. So you go and study, go and listen to a, an unbelieving song for a long time in a party, whatever. You think it won't affect you, even though music is amoral, depending on how it's sung. It has a way of affecting you. But if the same beat I can hear and the words I'm hearing are edified words, why not? That's why I don't see Christians. A Christian has had an outdooring or a wedding or an engagement. And you, 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 they, you go there and they are playing unbelieving music. Unbelieving music. You can't believe it. Shepherd. Shepherd, unbeliever for money. One day I went for engagement. When I, they said when I left, they waited for me to leave. When I left, then they said, wow. <laughs> so, so I asked the person, I said, when I left, this, but when, when, when you were there, so they don't see you as a Christian, nothing about you makes them want to do that. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we have beautiful music. All these things, eh, they are there to keep the sheep. To keep the sheep. Because as the world is changing, so the devil is also changing his ways of keeping, taking people away from us. I was talking to some students, and they told me that if, and these these were students who have been appointed newly as pastors. Finished, some just finished medical school, some finished law school, some finished First degree, whatever. They were about how I many standing there were chatting. And one of them told me that if any of us here standing here tells you that we have not gone to a pornographic site, they'll be lying to you. I said, Wow. If any. And as they were sitting there, their mothers, their mothers and their fathers were sitting in the cars. Some were home saying they want to come home. He said, if any of us here tells you, and some of you are standing your children. Thank God for, yes. Thank God for her. Your children, they are there every day. Even sometimes when you go, when you lock the door, they try to go and see what you are doing by watching on the, on the, um, the site that by now daddy is doing this style. <laughs> by now mommy is doing this. Because they know, they know it more than you. They know it more than you. One, one brother brought his son. Very young. I think so. 13 years or something. Hey. He was telling us. He said he and his small. But when they go. And you know. And the boy had a phone. His first he didn't own a phone. He had a phone. You know how he got the phone. He did the phone by betting. He got the phone by betting. Small boy. Betting. And then he said that when they go, at the, those, those of them are at the back of the class, then they'll be going to the pornographic sites. 
and they will be. And I said, hey, your son, this boy, this angel, this innocent boy. So don't, 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 don't deceive yourself. The enemy has entered big time. The lion and the bear. And we need to catch them. Go after. Go after. Be interested in the life of your sheep. Be interested in the life of your sheep. Pastor has given you five sheep, ten sheep to keep. You don't even know their names. You don't even know their names. They ask you, what is their name? Oh, um, um, is it, um, something, something. Oh, Mark. Mark what? You don't know. You are not interested in the education. You are not interested in their lives. You are not interested. Recently, they told me that one of our girls is becoming a hajia. And I said, why? And I went into it. I realized that she wanted to go to school. And the shepherd didn't even know about it. Meanwhile, in the church, we have been helping so many people. So many people. And we, by the grace of God... By the grace of God, not any kululu ways, by the grace of God, people are placed in certain places that they, they will legally help so many people. How come you alone, you couldn't know that this person needed this? How? You have a sheep who is a girl. Can I talk? I think I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Hey, one, of the, one of the, you have a sheep. She's 26, 27, 28. It has never occurred to you to ask her, do you have a beloved before? It has never occurred to you. What do you think a woman of 26, 24 is thinking about? What do you think she's thinking about? It has never occurred to you before to ask that you have a beloved. You are not a shepherd. At all. You are just a government statistician keeping... Sending data, data to church about sheep, whether they came to church or not. I get what I'm saying. Be interested. Be interested. One of the girls they just met her selling at the roadside. The shepherd brought her, encouraged her, shepherded her. Just last three weeks or four weeks, I was there. Said, you know what? I've been able to save. Now I'm going to this technical university. I said, wow. Wow. But you see, as soon as she told me, and I, 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 I knew that she, the shepherd, a shepherd has done this. It's a shepherd. But you, your sheep, you don't know anything. It's not, it's not even your money. You are teaching them because you are thinking about them. You know you know, you know that the oil you have poured on them and oil poured on them, oil poured on them, only a few of them have really had any testimony to tell. But the one thing that has stood is that as they in, improve upon the education and get good jobs to do, their blessings also keep coming. It's part of the blessing. And they stay. They stay. But you are still there. You are not doing anything. Hey. Am I? Oh, I should. I should take my message to a Yidwasi. I should preach my message here. Are you sure? The way you are quiet. 
So in the chapter 6 of this book, it talks about the key role of retention evangelism in church growth. And he said that retention evangelism constitutes the next most important activity to embark on after you have been, after you have brought a new converts to church through your outreaches and targeted evangelism. You see, we have outreaches and we have targeted evangelism as well. Yes. Sometimes when you are going out, I tell them, all those who live in Kumasi in that school, evangelize them. But all those who live around them are in that school, <laughs> target them and bring them to church. Because when they vacate, you can go to them. Yeah, but we still, Kumasi, we still do it. Yes. So, so, it's the most, if you look at the Great Commission, he said, when, after you have finished preaching to them, then teaching them, retaining them. Do you get it? So, retention is very, very important. How can you look at a young girl? Look at a young girl, like a young medical student, who have been singing, I can look at her and plan to retain her in church. What are you going to do? There must be something to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because the gate of hell is also there. And maybe if you are, is it because you are not a shepherd, your sheep don't tell you their problems. Now recently, I told some new pastors that until your, your sheep call you, and tell you problems. You are still not a pastor. Until they call you. And they start telling you their problems. So recently, two of them called me about a certain issue. I said, but you are pastors. Go and deal with it. Then when they came, he said, hey. That is not easy. I said, why? He said, but I will finish. I have spent how much? Thousands of cities. I said, huh. Sometimes it involves sending money. Spending money. I said, well, how do you think we have been doing it? This is part of the ministry. It's part of the ministry. So your sheep, they are, are not telling you anything. Because they don't see you as a shepherd. Or they are shepherd. So they come to Archbishop, they come to a senior pastor to tell, Man, you are, they should have told you. They should have told you. They need help. But they don't think you are interested in them. They think you are interested in them so far as they will come to church and make the church large. So that's why you call them only on Saturdays and Sunday after service to check whether they were in church so you can fill your form. And they should, they know. They know, cry. So be some of them, they come, they don't tell them. You know, we have a form we fill and some of them say absent. You see, the sheep was, I mean, the sheep was in church because they are tired of this, this type of things. So the person who really cares, they will go and greet the person by you. They won't come to you. So you don't know they came to church. Are you here with me? Yeah. Wonderful. So we must know that irritation is part of the work. And you need to, you need to have an effective training of new converts and also effectively of keeping souls who come in. 
Hallelujah. And I'm sure by tomorrow we get to know some of the practical ways. Hallelujah. But retention is not automatic. At all. It's not automatic at all. And even these days that there are a lot of other churches. When the person misbehaves and you try to correct. Don't, don't bring yourself. There's another church. Let me just go there. So you see that. It, so it's even difficult sometimes to even correct people if you are not strong. And you don't know what you're about. So by the time you realize the church is full of people you can't talk to who are doing nothing and sleeping in church. Amen. Amen. So retention is very, very important. And um, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 36, Matthew 9. Some of you almost went to Matthew 36. Matthew 9, (laughs) chapter 36. Rumi, are you here? Matthew 9, chapter 36. So, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep, having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, This is say, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. You see, the sheep were there, the harvest was there, but somehow they were they were scattered. And Jesus gave us one of the very powerful keys. Of ministry, laborers, laborers, hallelujah. It means that you must have the ability to make sure that every Christian takes part of the work of God, takes part of it, or becomes part of the work of God. Everybody must be part of it because the burden is great, the work is plenteous, the work is very. Huge, and you need more people to be part of the work, not in the capacity of even full time. Can you imagine that all of us are full time taking keeping sheep, but now we'll be meeting on the on the on the, the park somewhere? We we'll don't even have money to build any church for us, and when it rains, there'll be no church. So, full-time means something else. But everybody can be part of the work. Every one of us can be part of the work of retention. Not, I'm even not talking about evangelism. I'm talking about retaining the sheep. Retaining the sheep that come. Hallelujah. And every Christian, if you are here, you must be part of it. If you are a pastor, you must devise strategies for everybody to be part of the retention project of the work. Everyone should be part of it. And I said, when we come to practical aspect, you will see that by the grace of God, it is also very easy. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. So, we need to do a lot. That is why in the UD, we have something we call maximize Sunday usage. And that, all that it means is that many of the workers are not full-time. If you are not, then there are some people, honestly, I don't call them between the hours of 8 and 5. Because I know they are busy. I know they are busy. At best, you, tell, you send a text that, can I talk with you? 
or when you are free, call me. Do you get it? Because they are busy. It's on Sunday that they are free. So our maximum Sunday, you say that some people are not, you know, some people say that what kind of work are you doing that, what kind of church are you doing you don't have time to rest? You don't have time to rest. Beloved, you want to rest? You want to rest? You want to rest? I mean, I want to ask you a question. You see, I know what you are thinking about. You want to rest? Oh, man. But I'm telling you, the remaining rest. <laughs> Hallelujah. But Sunday is when you're also giving it to God. Because throughout the week, you are busy doing something else. Do you get it? So the laborers who are going to keep this sheep, the laborers are going to keep this sheep. Some of the people who are keeping my sheep in Tema are in as far as Angola. And they give me a report of sheep in Tema on Sunday by 8 o'clock. Somebody in Angola can give me a report that with name and telephone number that this person was not in church. Yes. This person was not in church. Can't you also stay at home and work without going to work and you get thousands of dollars? Why are you not using it in the church? You get it. So there are so many ways everybody can work in the church. And everybody must have something to do. Hallelujah. Everybody must have something to do. And you will see that if you ever sat down to, as I said, look at your record. Just so many people have come to church. So sometimes it's not even, I don't think that God even is answering our prayer again for people to come to church. Because they are coming, but we are losing them. So why must he bring them to your church? So sometimes when I'm praying for church, God has, I also add that, then give me the ability to retain them. Yes. When they, when they come, Lord, give me the ability, give me laborers who take care of them. Because if you don't have the laborers, they will come. And when somebody comes and goes, Bible said that a demon was cast out from somebody. And then the place was clean. Then the person went. The next time the person came, he came with seven demons stronger than the first. So when they come and they go, it's not easy to get them again. It's a, it's a white shirt that you were washing and didn't wash it well. Whatever you do, if you don't wash it well for about three months, no parazone will change it. You just have to say that it's a, the other cream, cream, cream white shirt. That's all. So, let me share with you a few things that you must teach your members about their work in church while doing their secular jobs. Because the first thing, you need the people to work. You need the people to work. Hallelujah. So, number one. Let them know that it is a privilege for them to do something for God. And that God will bless them as they serve in his house. It is a privilege. It is a privilege for them to do something in the church. Whilst they are doing their secular jobs. a privilege. Exodus 20, 25, 23, 25. Ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take 
sickness away from the midst of thee, he shall, he shall serve the Lord. It's a privilege. And let me tell you, so the way God is, see, God blesses us in such a way that you don't understand. Yesterday, as I was at um, Iyidwasi, and I was being introduced to pastor's children, after this pastor's child, after this pastor's child, this pastor's child will come. And then they have bishop's children, pastor children, shepherd's children, serious Christian children, minister shepherd children, all manner of children. And I said, wow, it's a blessing. Because, you see, you have taken it for granted. But go to other places and go and ask. Go elsewhere and go and ask. It's not like that. It's not like that. So as you, and these are the children that we were in church from morning till evening, and they were telling us that we, the children must go home to go and learn. The children must go and go and learn. But they did the exams and they passed Wow! How? How did it happen? It's not as if we, we also are not careful to let them learn. But I'm talking about that one day, that time that you have to give to God. That one time, one brother was telling me that his friend, they were all specialists, medical doctors, and his friend told him, why are you always this? Every time I call you this, every time I call you this. He said he was then his friend called him. So hey. And he was telling him about his family, where his children are, everything. The friend was just crying on the phone. His children, I say he wanted to have time with them. All of them have become wayward on drugs, homosexuals, this, this, and he cried. He, said he cried on the phone. He said, I thought I was giving them time. Because they said, let's go to the poolside Sunday after service. Let's go to poolside and let's drink Coca-Cola on rocks. Yeah. And then you are there. And then one of your friends said, are you still in the church? What a cry are you doing in the church? But today, it's a blessing. You know, you don't have any idea to have money. Money that you have built a house. And the person you have built a house for is that your children come and inherit. And that child is on drugs. You have no idea what it means. You have no idea what it means. That's why I see sometimes you have to, you have to know what is a blessing. What is a blessing? That all these years, by the grace of God, when you when you go outside, you see the, the pastors have educated their children there together with all the other people, and yet they are still at home. Respectful. Doing what they are supposed to do. A few may be this, but majority generally. Blessing. So teach them. It's a privilege. It's a privilege. So when you sit here, it's like your pastor is always under pressure to say thank you for leaving your um, busy schedule to come and sit here and do all this work. You are rather being privileged. You are rather being privileged to do the work of God. One day, one day, one day. Is that Pedro? One day, one day, one day, you would see. You would see. 
And not only seeing here, seeing also in, the, in life where it never ends. And it's not a story. It's not a lie. At all. One day, one day, one day, we shall get there. And then you will see that, Charlie, you have what is rest. Rest be this. Enjoyment be this. Are you getting me? So, in all this, make sure that, you see, Paul even said that if only in this earth we say we have Christ, we are most of all men and women to be pitied. Why did he say that? Because Paul knows that, look, there are a lot of things that we want, we will not get here as Christians here on earth. Ah. We will prophesy that you drive Lamborghini, you drive Bitty Crow, and we won't drive it. Bicycle crowd, I want to be. Okada crowd, I want to be. I feel you are I feel you are This year, you shall laugh. You smile from year to year. This is your year of laughter. Everybody laugh. The year will pass, and you now realize that it has been the worst year in your life. You know, you know so even now, on the 31st night, is you don't go to church again. Because you realize that you are tired. You are tired. Hey! If only in this life we say you are looking for a reward, then we are most of all men to be pitied because you could have used your life to do something else and you get that money. Do you get it? So teach them as we are teaching you that it is the best thing to do. The best thing to do is to serve the Lord. So those who say that, look, I have people who have come to tell me that, oh, I mean, I have someone who met some of our ladies and some friends. They said, look, now I've, go, I've left the church. I go to a church. By, by this time, we have closed. By this time, I'm at home. By this time, I'm this. By this time, I'm this. And I said, oh, no problem. No problem. Time will tell. No problem. Satan has been around more than you, more than you have been. And many have been there before. He said, you, you, you don't know what can happen. No problem. Hallelujah. So, Max, let's use it. It's part of the work. Bishop will call you. Our bishop will call you. Your pastor will call you. Where are your sheep? Sunday, you are meeting him for sheep uh, uh, um, accountability or whatever. Business meeting on sheep. Don't be bored. There, your friend has closed and is at home. Don't be bored. Let them know. That the works they do for the Lord are, are what will follow them, not their secular works. Have you ever seen a computer following somebody in heaven before? I mean, you haven't been there, so you can't say yes or no. But I don't think so. The works God is talking about are the person that you led to Christ. The person that you, you, you retained in the church. And even in the course of your duty as whatever secular, you used also to do a work for anybody's eternity, and it is remembered. That is what will be remembered. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what is following you. So it is not uh, you are not doing us any favor. You are not doing me any favor. I thank God that Bishop made me made me become full time. I thank God. It wasn't on my mind. It was on my mind. When I entered the bank of Ghana, my mind was Charlie Money. Do well in life. I even counted the shoes I'll be wearing. You know, the ties and everything. But I thank God. 
I thank God that I obeyed. I thank God that I obeyed because somewhere, somehow, I know. Somewhere, so I know that that is the best. It is a privilege. Yes. The best. Hallelujah. And that is what will follow me. Sometimes I meet when they are telling me things. That I, I did this and I said this. Do you know that last five years I came to see you and I was doing it. I don't even remember what they are saying. And you prayed for me and I was going to do this. And uh, I, I did this and God bless me and I'm in church. And this and that. You preach here and I gave my life to Christ. And I stopped this time. I said I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But I'm expecting to hear also that thing in heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? So for you to sit here throughout the day and come again, come again, come again, don't worry. One day you'll be happy that you came. Hallelujah. Some of you will get it here on earth. I'm sure a lot of you want to sit here on earth before you go to heaven. Is that also? May you receive that in Jesus' name. Let them understand that we are fellow workers with God. God's own work is what we are doing as they are working. Let them understand it because some people still don't understand why they are doing what they are doing. Let them understand it and let them know that this is the time to work because a time will come when no man can work. John 9, 4. The time cometh, the night cometh when no one can work. That the strength you have today, you know, just last, this Sunday, is, this is this week. So last week, Sunday, one pastor went to a church to just preach there and spoke about the pastor and everything. The following Sunday, the pastor had passed. Just like that, he's passed. He can't work again. He can't work again. The time cometh. And sometimes, not even that you have passed, though. Sometimes, some, the night, look at when COVID came. When COVID came, you have a car, you couldn't even go anywhere. You have a car, the car is in the garage. You couldn't go anywhere. If, if, then that, is it, how many years or months were we quarantined? It was for years, isn't it? Okay. About six months. If that six months, somebody gave you a car that Drive this nice car, this Benz, for six months. Use it for anything you want to use it for. What would you have done? You would be able to use it for anything. And that's how it is. When the time that you cannot do anything comes. It will be there, but you can't use it for anything. Do you get it? So now that you, are, you, are, you have the energy, you have the strength. Some of you, you may go and marry somebody, but I realize you can't do anything. So now that you're not married, do all that you can do. You, you never can tell. Hey! Let them know that one of the reasons they come to church is to be equipped so that they can do the work of the ministry. You are the one to do the work of the ministry. And you must be equipped to do the work of the ministry. Yes. Are you here with me? Or I should go to right here. Wonderful. Jesus is Lord. So, we need to know that 
is a very important aspect of the ministry, retention. And God willing, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go into the practical ways, pastor, of keeping your sheep. And every one of you, you will see that you can be involved. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to do it. And you can be involved in the work of God. Hallelujah. Every one of you, so that you can be involved in doing the work of God. How many of you want to be involved in doing the work of God? Wonderful. So, today, as I prepare to close, I want to introduce this book to you, Retention and Church Growth, forward by Bishop Darkie Ward Mills. Let me read the forward to you. The forward is very beautiful. Mr. Joy has a very big um, card in her office. And I think the prayer prophet prayed is what they put in the card and signed. And it's very touching. You know, the, her birthday present from the kids. This book, this is by Bishop Dagwood Mills. This book, Retention and Church Growth, emphasizes the importance of retaining members in a church. Indeed, many churches have a large front door and an equally large back door. People come in in large numbers and equally live in droves. This book will end the dilemma of having many visitors who do not stay on as permanent church members. In this book, you will learn some practical principles that will make your church grow. This book is not born out of empty theory, but is the handiwork of... This is by Bishop Dagiwadimus. This book is not born out of empty theory, but is the handiwork of an experienced pastor who has spent many years in hands-on follow-up and discipleship ministry. The author shares his experience of how retention through follow-up and discipleship has transformed his ministry from a small congregation in a bar in Tema into a thriving mega church with many branches and many pastors in other parts of the world. This book is a tool for every church worker who desires to build a thriving, growing, and flourishing church. The follow-up and discipleship ministry is well elucidated in this classic book of retention and church growth. Of note is how the author emphasizes the important role that the Holy Spirit Prayer and evangelism play in making people stay in a church. I recommend this book to all pastors. Through this volume, you rise out of ministry struggles and enter the glorious dimension of ministry. May you be blessed. As you read this book, I highly recommend it to you. Bishop 
that he would miss. Some of the chapters in the book, God desires to have a mega church, the role of the Holy Spirit in church growth, the role of prayer in church growth, the role of outreaches in church growth, targeted evangelism, that's Solin Sunday, the key of retention evangelism in church growth, how first-timers and new believers are received and retained Practical ways of retaining church members. I'm sure I'll be talking about that one because of time tomorrow. How the follow-up and retention systems have helped the church during the current coronavirus pandemic. How it worked. Then retention, the bigger picture. These are all in the volume of the book. So... It's a very powerful book, and I want to recommend it to you. It has been launched in Ghana, sorry, in Accra, and I'm sure a few people may have some, but I believe that our bishop has always been asking me to come here and launch it. He has put pressure on me. He has encouraged me, in fact, really, really encouraged me about it, and I said, okay. And he, he didn't choose any time but this his own conference. Wow. His own conference to invite me to come and launch this book. During the um, Give Thyself Holy Conference. And that it has now been, because of the testimonies, that now been translated into French. Wow. You now have the French version of it to be, be printed soon. But Many, including board members of the Elinja, were telling me how it has blessed them, and I was surprised. I was surprised because I didn't think that it would go that far. I was very surprised. So, this book is a powerful book, and I want you to get a copy of the book. How many of you believe that it's a, it's a good thing to have a copy of the book? And even how to read see, this type of, you know, we have something called Lablam. You know what Lablam means? Learn about business by learning about ministry. So you even when you read this book, even the principles and the spirit behind is able to make you retain your beloved, retain your husband, able to save money. So sometimes some of you, it's not that you don't have money. The money comes and it just goes like that. It passes. So when you learn these principles, it helps you in so many ways. Yes, retention. Yes, it is. Some of your rooms are big, but they are small. Because perfumes that you have used for years are all there. The, the, the hair, hair that you have stopped using, wigs, they are all in the wardrobe. Retention. This book will help you with all those principles. Hallelujah. So, I want to launch it here in Kumasi. And I will leave copies here. I'll leave copies here for people in Kumasi to get. It is not to make money. It is just to make it. When it comes, we just print. I don't even know how it is done. When it comes, they just print it and be printing and printing and flowing. Do you get it? So to help somebody to also know how to follow up. Dr. Piero, what do you think? 
to help somebody to, I, I, I'm sure I know the unit price of it, but to help somebody to follow up and need some serious pastors who want to see some serious retention in their churches to come and say, I'm coming for a copy of this book for encouragement.